Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, the founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with our chief strategist, Shelly Cohan, who is also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of what happened to the store. (laughs) So, Shelly, I don't know, let's do some kind of play acting here, maybe get a little bit of fun out of this. So, so let's imagine that you are the chief strategy officer of Target. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> what a and, job that would be. I know. And I'm the chief strategy officer of Ulta. I guess most people maybe know where this is going. Anyway, so um, as we are strategists, we're both uh, pretty smart, or we would not be in those positions, right? And we're both young enough. Now, this is in the play acting part because I'm no longer young. Anyway, and we're both young enough uh, in those roles to understand the impact that the technology era would have on the retail business. And specifically, we knew that Amazon was not just a giant mail order catalog on the internet, which by the way, many legacy retail leaders did until of course, they began to feel the slight trembles of Amazon scaling and beginning to steal market share. Um, So what they began to see was Amazon as a marketplace, not an online store with four walls limiting the amount of stuff that could be stocked and sold. In fact, the buzzwords, the endless aisle was born. So the Amazon marketplace could metaphorically, metaphorically I say, lease space to an infinite number of products, services, brands, other retailers, even competitors, entertainment, and more on and on. And their value proposition promised the consumer convenience, value, and speed. In other words, sit in your living room, order anything you need or desire, anything in the world, and it arrives at your door in a couple of hours. And as more services and goods enter the Amazon marketplace, the more consumer eyeballs they attract. And it becomes a positive feedback loop that also becomes endless, by the way. And Shelly, what does Amazon do with the endless number of eyeballs to accelerate the loop? All right, Robin, you're not going to trick me with that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I should have known. I was setting you up, actually. I should know better. Anyway, give us Amazon's loop accelerant, so to speak. Absolutely. Well, clearly, and a lot of our listeners know this, but they go for personalization. I know that's a buzzword out there and we use it all over and over again. But because of Amazon's superior understanding and use of artificial intelligence and analytics, they know each individual set of eyeballs, their needs, the wants. So they know Jane Doe lives on Chestnut Street in Prairie, Illinois. She eats Cheerios for breakfast, she wears Levi jeans, and she wears all bird shoes, and on and on and on. So you get the point. 
So of course, every time she gets on Amazon and starts shopping on the site, she's captive to their suggestions, their deals, their offers, et cetera, because they are relevant and they are personalized. So, you know, the story of the future of retail is, you know, a consumer finds a package on his porch with a light bulb in it. He'd never ordered the light bulb. An hour later, a light bulb goes out in his kitchen. So Amazon knew what he needed before he needed it. And let's not forget to mention the pioneering that Amazon has done in the space of voice commerce. So yeah, it's an incredible loop. And the legacy world is way behind in this kind of personalization. So Robin, this is great stuff, but what does this have to do with our topic today? <laughs> Perfect question, Shelley. You're setting me up. <laughs> I <laughs> <It> am. Has, <laughs> it has everything to do with our topic, Shelley. What happened to the store? The leadership of, of many of the giant legacy retailers began to see how Amazon was not just a mail order catalog, but the vast ecosystem that we just talked about. And so they also saw how they could create the endless aisles of their own online business, okay? Of course, as you said, they're, they're two decades behind Amazon. And they could set up a marketplace, quote unquote, in their physical stores, where Amazon, as we know, has yet to gain a major foothold. So the stores are becoming a marketplace, yet limited inside the four physical walls, or what we have been calling a platform. So back to our play acting, if you will. As CSO of Volta, I go to the CEO and advise him as a part of our growth strategy that I've been tracking Target's growth strategy and also their core consumers, the young moms which totally aligns with our core. And I believe we could share our brand on their platform. And I don't know, let's say roughly 160 locations. <clears throat> I say to them, the synergy would be incredible. Uh, here's an example. The target customer finds Ulta in, in their store, and it's a brand they've been wanting to try out. So, you know, serendipity. Target sells a bigger basket to that customer, and we at Alta get a new customer. Likewise, some of our loyal customers uh, discover Alta is in a Target store, which is closer to their home. So serendipity again, Target gets a new customer, and Alta's customer gets convenience. You talk about a, a synergy and positive feedback loop, and if I, finally, I tell the CEO, and guess what, boss? <laughs> we get 160 new locations for a very low capital investment, and it can be built quickly rather than the billions of dollars in years to build out our own stores. Yeah, and let's not forget that Target and other large discount stores were never really great about offering terrific beauty products in stock 24-7. It's always been hit and miss with beauty with the large discount store. So yeah, Robin, I get it. 
And listen to this, as Target's CSO, I go to my boss and offer up as part of our growth strategy, I've been tracking Ulta's amazing success. And since we find some freed up space, the fact that we can share the same core customer and target customers, we've also identified 160 locations we would benefit sharing with the brand. And of course, it also takes away the burden from Target of procuring trend-right beauty products across probably over 600 brands. Not to mention, Target doesn't have to invest in the inventory. So, Robin, the rest of the conversation lays out the synergies you just outlined. Win plus win equals three wins. Alta wins, Target wins, and most of all, the consumer wins. And Robin, what about the Sephora on the Kohl's platform or Amazon and Disney store at Target? You know, every electronics brand on Best Buy's platform, Best Buy has so many different electronics brands that are on their platform. You look at Nordstrom's platform from Rag and Bone, Madewell, Eileen Fisher, and Topshop. And recently, Toys R Us will now be offered in the future in over 400 Macy's locations. Uh, they are available on the website now. Um, and of course, Apple has had a shop in Macy's for several years. Yep. And so I think the macro point here, Shelley, is that this is just the beginning. And, and that is really why we wanted to do this podcast on this topic. Uh, because, you know, you know, here and there, 10, 15 years ago, you be, we began to see this, but now it's almost like a breakout. Um, and, and it is just the beginning. And this is what's happening to the store. And we'll only accelerate because everybody's going to see the synergy that, that, that happens when you do this. And this, along with stores accelerating their offering of services, will change the so-called store as we knew it. And I'm saying forever. Um, Walmart recently announced their newest service, uh, Walmart Go Local. And CEO Doug McMillan had this to say about services. For an increasing number of customers, Walmart will be seen more like a service. Customers will think of us as the merchant that serves their wants and needs, but in ways that take less time and effort. He said Walmart would use their physical and digital platforms to drive businesses beyond retail, like from advertising to healthcare to whatever. <clears throat> and Shelley, um, this is the beginning of a new, I don't know, tech era portfolio business model made possible by the consumer reach of Walmart combined with the capabilities of AI and technology in general. That's right. And of course, the poster child, Robin, when we talk about retail as a service, is really a whopping 20% of Costco's some $30 billion in annual sales is in services. And I know you know this, but this is really a mind blower for our audience because they have just quietly started offering various services. But listen to this lineup, pharmacies, food courts, hearing aid centers, photo processing centers, travel centers, optical 
dispensing centers, budget truck rental, business printing, prescription programs, RV rentals, mortgage purchasing, refinancing, life insurance, dental plans, identification and protection, Costco auto program, auto and home insurance, business and personal checks, bottled water delivery, business health insurance, and Costco auto leasing. I know, it goes on and on and on. I mean, it is incredible what they're doing there. But once again, they are trying to bring everything into their four walls that their core consumer could ever want or need. Anyway, as I've said, um, retailers offering services and sharing their stores, aka platforms as we're calling them, and websites with other brands, the old shop and shop concept, which maybe young people won't remember that term. It's, it is not new, but what is new is the internet technology and particularly AI and analytics to find where consumers are and the platforms where they are that are near them. And that will create great synergies like Alta and Target. Um, this as well as a more powerful and demanding consumer. And yes, there has been you know, shrinking store space, uh, providing room for other retail shops, even competitors. And the final word, Shelley, <clears throat> on platform sharing is the real win. And that is that the consumer will love you more. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase, to, to explain this, I'm gonna paraphrase this assessment by none other than Pete Nordstrom, who, as you know, I interviewed in one of our recent webinars. Pete said, Nordstrom is a powerful retail brand, but Robin, as you know, it's not the only retailer that our loyal customers go to shop. So he said, rather than our loyal customers having to spend time going to other favored retailers or brands of theirs, why not have all the brands and services they love on the Nordstrom platform? They will only love Nordstrom even more. So there you have it. He's right. Yeah. Yep. So those are the two major dynamics, which I believe will be changing retail forever. So um, Shelly, chief strategy officer <laughs> of Target. And oh yeah, we're dropping the report as well. Uh, do you have any closing comments on uh, you want to make? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I'd like to add is that, you know, I think the gross margins for retailers are going to actually improve for retailers based on these models. And it's a keen point that also Deborah Weinswig noted in our recent podcast, three perfect storm fronts, inflation, out of stocks and stay at home. Oh, yeah. uh, and by by the way, I have to mention to our listeners, if you have not heard last week's podcast, it's really great with Deborah's view on the retail industry and what's happening right now. The other point I will talk about real quick is this shared analytics and artificial intelligence across retailers and brands. So, you know, previous in, in the retail industry, decades ago, retailers never shared information, vendors never shared information. Now, everyone's sharing all kinds of information and it's actually helping 
as more retailers and brands continue to share analytics, it's helping to create this synergistic and holistic view of the customer. Finally, at last. No, that's a great point. It really is. I'm glad you brought that out. Um, yeah, competi competition has really changed uh, the, the definition of it uh, for all the, all the good reasons that you're talking about. So, um, great. Anything more? No, I just want to remind our listeners that they can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media. Link in with us. Follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank you again for joining us. I'm sure that you learned something here. We, we try to put some educational stuff out every week. And by the way, um, as I've said before, if any of you in the audience have an idea or a topic that um, you would like us to, you know, perform a podcast on, uh, please email me at robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks again. 